WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. All right, this is Impact Exposure. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I've got a full show lined up for you tonight. In a little while, we'll be speaking with uh, some folks from the American Medical Student Association. They're here to talk about their health care rally. And then after that, uh, Your Mom Improv is going to be in here to talk about Comedy Soup coming up the International Center. Following that, uh, the Arts Marathon Weekend. Someone from the uh, uh, Year of Arts and Culture will be here to tell us what that's all about. And then wrapping it all up, talking with uh, Britt uh, Larson. Uh, she is climbing the, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro to uh, raise money for uh, the folks over in Tanzania. She's about uh, 25% through of her uh, $14,000 goal. Lots of uh, ways to, uh, to to help out with that. But before we get to any of that, we're uh, sitting down with uh, Students Promoting Animal Rights, or uh, or SPAR, uh, here at MSU. I got uh, Drew and Sean here in the studio with us. Thanks so much for coming by, guys. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having us. So now, uh, you're, you're sort of a new group, is that right? That's correct. We officially became a registered student organization back in February, although the group has existed unofficially for at least about two years now. Okay. And then, uh, so what, what sort of brought the, the group, you know, into creation? Uh, well, it was kind of an interesting story. What happened is, as I said, the group existed officially back in 2005, and it kind of uh, just dissipated. And it, the leadership kind of got passed over a few different people and eventually just kept deferring it and deferring it. And so a group of six of us finally got together last year and meagerly started sitting in front of a coffee shop trying to decide how we were going to start uh, MSU's animal rights group. Hmm. And so now we have over 30 dedicated active members, and we have meetings Monday nights at 7 p.m. that are open to the public. And it's really exploded. Cool. So now what – I mean, everyone always kind of has a, has a different angle to, a, to an issue. What's What are some of the issues that you guys are facing? I mean, animal rights is kind of a, a big term. It is. It is a really big term. And – SPAR's approach to animal rights is generally one of non-confrontational, positive education to the public about the philosophical, the ethical, the health, and the environmental impacts that animal rights issues really entail, uh, particularly with regard to the benefits of vegetarianism and also just endorsing generally a cruelty-free lifestyle. And so, Dan, what, what sort of pet causes have you, I mean, no pun intended, I guess, but have you, have you, have you taken on to, to do that? Well, really, the, the main aspect of our, of our uh, advocacy at this point is just reaching out, endorsing a cruelty-free lifestyle in terms of the way people live their lives, using products that are not tested on animals, trying to eat more vegetables, more of a plant-based diet, and less, uh, less animal products. But right now, our main focus is on the circus and entertainment, mm-hmm. because the Royal Hanford Circus, which is also the Caravan Circus, is coming this Friday to the Breslin Center, and we are protesting that. I'll turn that over to Sean, who's going to talk about it more. Sure, yeah. <laughs> what can you tell us about that? Um, well, we found out about it a few months ago, um, and it's something they the Caravan Circus hires the Royal Hanford Circus to come every year. Um, it's been going on for like 15, 19 years, something like that. Um, and... They do it for a lot of charities in the area, like the Boys and Girls Club, I think, is one of them. Um, and it's usually just a pretty positive event, like raising money for charities. And we're all about that idea. Mm-hmm. But um, the circus that they use, the Royal Hannaford Circus, um, has been cited numerous times for um, by the USDA, who oversees circuses, hmm. um, for improper animal treatment and 
just a long list of things. Um, so when we found out that they were coming and like he said, the group has been starting up a little more lately. Um, so we decided to sort of dedicate all of our resources to that. Um, and so they're coming this weekend, which is why we're trying to raise awareness right now. Um, cause we're holding a protest against it. Um, completely peaceful, non-confrontational protest. Sure. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, all day, hopefully. And that's uh, near the Breslin Center while it's going on? or Yeah, so um, uh, we're starting at about 6 o'clock on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find the times on caravancircus.com. I don't know them offhand, Saley. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I believe the shows start at 7 p.m., and we're going to start protesting at 6, one hour prior. So folks that are um, coming into the show. Yeah, can, on okay. Harrison Avenue, uh, by the right by the Breslin sign. Okay. And so what, what sort of, uh, what can people expect if they're going to be nearby or if they're going to the show? I mean, what, I mean, you mentioned it's a non-confrontational and it's a, it's a peaceful, you know, way to get your message out, but what can people expect to see? Um, well, we are, we're going to have a lot of signs. That's pretty much, um, we're working with a couple other organizations. Um, Capital Area Animal Rights is one and also one called All Species Kinship. Hmm. Um, and SPAR is just going to be sort of controlling the masses because we hope to get a lot of people. Um, we have estimates between two and 500, hopefully. Wow. Um, so our job is just kind of trying to control everybody and make sure everything's going down peacefully and making sure that we don't confront people personally right. and, like, get in their way and try and tell them, like, don't go, don't go. Um, we are just... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra, the, the main focus is we're going to be holding up signs and just encouraging patrons through the, you know, the display of our signs that the circus is really not entertainment. The circus is cruelty to animals. So now, now go ahead and expand on that. What, what way is it cruel to animals? Because, I mean, you know, anyone who goes to the circus, they see the animals perform and that's about all they right. get. There's, there's a lot behind the scenes, I'm sure. Absolutely. There's a long tradition of circuses being family events, uh, particularly in the United States. But unfortunately, what people don't realize is that there are virtually no regulations on animal welfare mm-hmm. in these circuses. And many, many violations have been documented. So now that that sorry to interrupt, but that kind of brings to mind for me. You said the USDA has has brought you know they, they has been well their their rules have been violated, but then there's no regulation. Is is it that the USDA will see these problems but has no authority or how Basic, does that work? Basically, the way it works is that there is the Animal Welfare Act of 1966 is the only governing. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a law, but it's the only governing regulation hmm. on circus animals. And it's very meager, so regulation is virtually non-existent. And the U.S. Department of Agriculture, as you can probably tell by the name, is more in charge of agriculture than they are sure. circus animals. So their focus is really not on overseeing circuses. Their focus is on agriculture. And they are really, really spread thinly. If you read um, any of the literature on the topic of regulation, they are spread far too thin to give mm-hmm. adequate regulation and so as a result, many of these incidents, although there are many cited, many go un, uh, unpunished. And perhaps the worst example of this is the fact that Royal Hanford or Caravan, they employ Tim Frisco, who is perhaps the most infamous, I use the word poster boy for animal cruelty in circuses, who was mm. caught undercover uh, brutally, brutally beating elephants and advising his trainers to follow up with that treatment saying, rip their heads off. Uh, don't touch him, but hurt him. Hmm. This gentleman was not punished for his behavior, and he is being employed by the very same circus. By Royal Hanford? By Royal Hanford, 
which is coming to MSU. And it's very unfortunate that uh, MSU is hosting this sort of event. So but, now in, in, in this, all the span of the, of the different you know, folks that put on these circuses, where would you rank Royal Hanford in, in terms of, of cruelty? I mean, are they top of the list? Are they you know, par for the course? Well, because, because most of the uh, violations really don't, don't go recorded, it's hard to tell. But mm. as far as we can tell, Royal Hanford is about on par with others, which is to say that it's very poor. Okay. Uh, the only ones that are perhaps worse are probably the ones that are bigger, like Ringling. Mm. And probably the only reason that they're worse is because they're bigger. Right. Uh, we found that really with the growing of a circus, it really only leads to more cruelty since there are no incentives really to treat these animals well, since the public doesn't see the cruelty that they endure. Now, and I noticed you wrote uh, an editorial for for the State News, Correct. and uh, I saw on, on the website. Of course, there's a lot of comments on there, lots yes. of pro and and con. Um, I mean, you know, it seemed to be that sort of the the general consensus of people who disagreed with your argument was just, you know, these are these are animals. I mean, they're not people. They don't have the same rights as people. I mean, how would you respond to that? Well, it's a very complex argument, and the philosophy and ethics has gone um, from a number of different from a number of different camps. There have been a number of different arguments, but the basic the basic premise of animal rights is that these animals are living, they are cognizant, they are capable of feeling pain and suffering. And for us to arbitrarily decide that they can be our use for entertainment is to really undermine their their personal desire for peace and pleasure and freedom. And even if you believe more in animal welfare than animal rights, the fact that these animals are routinely and very publicly known to be shackled, beaten, transported without regard for temperature controls, is pretty evident that these animals do suffer. Mm-hmm. So, what to, was the uh, <laughs> to yeah. add to that, yeah, um, yeah, I know a lot of people in terms of animal rights. A lot of people bring up arguments that are a little more subtle and a little more difficult to talk about. Like, well, I eat clams or mussels, and like, sure. maybe they don't feel pain. How do I know? And I think the big idea about the circus is that they're obviously in pain. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're large animals. And even in the video of Tim Frisco, he's saying, make them scream. Then you know they're paying attention. Like, it, there's no two ways about whether sure. or not they're in pain. Sure. Like, this is done in a very harsh way. And there's really no defense for it. Like, there might be for some of the more subtle arguments. So, it's it's really easy for people to get defensive about it. Because whenever you attack a social norm... It really, it really gets under people's skin because people are very used to a certain way of doing things, and the the social discourse is really kind of settled on a lot of these issues. And so it's it's kind of radical to propose that we should give certain animals more respect. But it's definitely coming about that more and more people are understanding what circuses are really about mm-hmm. and the cruelty that is inherent that comes along with them. So you mentioned the animal, or excuse me, you mentioned the elephants. You know. Re- re- receiving sort of the brunt of, of this cruelty. I mean, mm-hmm. would you say that's the most egregious violation that, that happens in circuses like this, or is it is that just one of many? I don't think it's necessarily the most egregious. Mm-hmm. I mean, although they are all egregious. Certainly. But I think the elephant issue has become as big as it is, mostly because elephants are clearly very intelligent and clearly display more than certain other animals a lot of very uh, understandably human traits of cognition and being able being aware being able to suffer certainly all the animals in the circus are capable of suffering but it's particularly evident with elephants um i suppose because of that and also because of their size Mm. uh it causes you know you really can't get an animal that weighs as much an elephant to do what you want unless you hurt it okay 
Yeah. So I think that may be the reason. So, of course, uh, just to, to recap, you guys are uh, will be out in front of Breslin Center this weekend, uh, all throughout the uh, run of the circus, uh, you know, get, getting your message out and everything. Yep. Is, is there a, a, a quick way you can recommend people, if they want to get involved with, with, your, uh, with your group, how could they do that? Well, if they like, they can come to our meetings at 7 p.m. at Green River Cafe on every Monday. Monday. Mm-hmm. And they can also visit our website, sparmsu.org, or they can go to our Facebook group, SPAR, and just add themselves and say hello, and we'd be happy to talk to them. Excellent. Well, uh, we're just about out of time, but anything else you guys would like to, to add? Uh, I think we might have left out. Um, well, the uh, the main day of the protest, we're trying to get everyone uh, to come to all of them. Sure. But um, for people who can only come to one, we're trying to tell them that Friday is the is the big day where we're trying to get as many people as possible. The opening day. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, best of luck to you, gentlemen. Uh, it's a, I think it's a great cause, personally. So, uh, you know, good luck to you. Thanks very much. Thank we you. hope to see Certainly. you Certainly. Well, that was uh, Drew and Sean here from Students Promoting Animal Rights, or SPAR here at MSU, and, of course, their website, sparmsu.org. And, of course, they've got a Facebook group, as everybody does. Uh, cruelty is not entertainment specifically uh, related to the uh, the circus issue here. Uh, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. We are back with more exposure. We were just sitting down with uh, Drew and Sean in from uh, Students Promoting Human Rights. Of course, if you missed any of that, we do podcast our show uh, on impact89fm.org, and their website is uh, sparmsu.org if you missed any of that. Moving right along, we're sitting down with uh, John and Jen in from uh, American Medical Student Association here to talk about their health care rally. Sorry, right. stumbled over the last word there. Uh, thanks so <laughs> much, guys, for coming in. Thank you oh, for thank you. Us. Certainly. So now go ahead and uh, tell folks uh, what, what your group is all about. Yeah, well, we're the um, from the Michigan State College of Human Medicine, mm-hmm. and we're the American Medical Student Association, and we um, advocate for medical students and healthcare reform, and um, pretty much promote healthcare and healthcare issues. No, it uh, sums it up pretty well there. <laughs> so now, uh, what does that what does that mean though? I mean, I know healthcare is always a, a big mm-hmm. issue, especially in you know, election time as it is right now. What are you advocating for any particular policies, or just trying to get more attention on the issue? Um, well, right now um, we are we're really lobbying for the ban on smoking in bars and restaurants. Oh, okay, yeah, a lot um, of major cities seem to be adopting that. Lately. Yeah, most. I mean, majority of the country now right. is, is smoke-free. So uh, we're really pushing for that, and that's one of the big initiatives um, that we're going to be promoting at our health care rally. Okay, so that, is that uh, sort of the core issue for the rally? Yeah, it's pretty much the core the core political issue that we're going to be um, lobbying, um, I guess, against the smoking um, in bars and restaurants and stuff. So during the rally, 
um, our organization is going to be going and visiting senators in the area to help lobby um, the passage of this bill in the Senate. Now, do you have any ideas to how you know how Congress feels so far? I mean, are you getting uh, any feelings either way? Well, with every single policy that gets passed through, there's always a House version of the bill mm-hmm. and there's a Senate version of the bill. So far, the House version has already passed. Okay. So we have so they're obviously supportive of banning smoking in restaurants and bars. The only issue right now is that the bill is being held up in the Senate. So that's where um, our strategy lies in trying to pretty much put the pressure on the Senate and um, in ways that in ways through showing them how we feel that it benefits society to have them eventually um, support the passage of the bill too. I see. Now, are you happy with the with the House version of it? I mean, or was there was always compromise with anything political? I mean, was it was it written to your to your liking, or is there certain things that you wished had been included that weren't? No, I think for the most part, um, I think one of the big problems that they're having in passing is that they don't want to exempt certain businesses. So mm. um, certain organizations want, um, private organizations want to be able to let like their members smoke. And um, I think overall the legislature is um, pro-passing it. They just don't want to pass it with exemptions. I see. So that's sort of where the compromise lies in that um, – Majority of them are for banning smoking, but not for everyone. Mm. And then other people want to make it like universal. Everyone is banned um, in bars and restaurants. Sure. So that's sort of I think. And, where the and your group is, says no exceptions. Is that your your preference, or are what's your what's your take on that? Um, I mean, we would obviously prefer <laughs> no exceptions. Sure. Um, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of other politics that. Um, we don't really, I guess, get into right. um, mitigating circumstances. With that, I guess. Right. Yeah. So we're really just promoting the health of um, citizens, and most importantly, uh, we think the workers in mm. those places that really have no choice, and especially um, with this state sort of moving to a service economy. Right. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot more people out there in, in you know bars and restaurants that need the work mm-hmm. um, the way the economy is going it's you know you pretty much take the job that sure. you can and if that means that you have to sit and inhale secondhand smoke all day then I mean that's what you're going to do and I, we think that's unfortunate right now would you say that the that the, the folks who have to work in bars and restaurants is that the is that the, the biggest reason for this ban or are there is there something else I mean obviously health of people who, who frequent right, these I mean, bars it's really for everyone I mean I think that's probably I mean, I guess just speaking for myself, that is a really important issue mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, it's, you know, people have choices of where they could work, but I think those choices are sort of um, structured on, you know, other circumstances, so they can't really get away from it. I mean, there are smoke-free um, re- bars and restaurants in Michigan um, that those who want them can go to them, mm-hmm. um, so they m- have more of a choice, but still, we just think overall, we think it sounds a good message um, you know, to Michigan citizens that, you know, we're not going to allow people to um, pretty much um, put the health of others at risk sure. um, in such a serious way. So now, see, I'm, I'm originally from Seattle and we had this exact you know issue come up a few years back and it, it became structured between, uh, you know, health care or, you know, health for, for people, you know, working in and, and frequenting these, these establishments versus, you know, well, I should have the right to to do, you know, to smoke where I please. I've always had this right. How do you how do you sort of counter that argument? Well, I mean, it's not like we're banning um, people's right to smoke or anything. It's just people can always go outside. 
to smoke. Um, I mean, you look at all the statistics for all the different states who've gone and passed this ver their version of this bill, and um, there hasn't been any repercussions to the banning of smoking from inside the restaurants or bars because people still have the luxury of going um, to designated smoking areas mm -hmm. outside to... So these bars and restaurants, they haven't suffered from the... No, and okay. it's actually kind of funny. It's actually kind of interesting, actually, um, because there's been studies that have shown that maybe in the short term, um, they will see a drop in um, business and stuff. But in the long term, like over like several years, they actually have a greater um, increase in revenue and business. Oh, really? So this helps in the long run? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So is that is that something else that you're... Uh, working to convey to people that, you know, economically speaking, this is yeah. <laughs> bringing more revenue. I mean, that's a huge uh, misconception. You know, a lot yeah. of the businesses are really concerned because, yeah, they don't, you know, want to um, remove part of their market, obviously, which I, we totally understand. But mm -hmm. um, from our perspective, we think, you know, not only will it not hurt you, but this is going to help because, you know, the people that don't want the smoke will th then go to your restaurant and then the people that do um, – I think they'll still go. I think they'll right. still go and eat and smoke later. Because yeah. um, so, hopefully so. the restaurants are attracting people yeah. because their food is good. Sure. Or their service <laughs> is good, not because, hey, you can smoke here while eating right. food. <laughs> so now what, what sort of places, you mentioned this earlier, what, what are the establishments that are looking for exemptions? I, I imagine maybe like, are, is it some sort of cigar clubs or I mean, what, what who's looking yeah, to sort uh, of be exempt? Definitely um, cigar clubs. I think... Um, I guess I don't want to, I don't know specifically. You don't have to single anybody out. I, right. That's kind of, I don't <laughs> yeah, want to I mean, say I would like, just well, assume like but... maybe like the large, uh, like gaming establishments in Detroit and stuff like mm -hmm. that where, you know, if you were to ban smoking in the entire building, mm -hmm. that would definitely put a big impact on, uh, um, on like the business there and stuff like that. Sure. That's like maybe one of the things that they might be considering as a, as a part of the exemption. But then, of course, as you mentioned, that it, the, the ban would still right. sort of help business in the long run. So, right. yeah. yeah, it's definitely definitely an interesting issue for that reason, I think. But, of course, uh, just to mention, you also have the, the, the rally, the, the whole right. reason for you guys being yeah. here right. coming the up. The rally is uh, exactly. Next, is it next Thursday? Yep, it's Thursday, April 17th. Mm -hmm. um, it's from 12 to 4 p.m., and it's at the um, Lansing Capitol Building. It's right, right on the front lawn. Mm -hmm. um, so you've got, uh, I mean, it's not just, you know, not just you guys standing out there. You've got a lot of stuff going on too, oh, right? There's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of stuff going on. Um, obviously, we'll be there. College mm -hmm. of Human Medicine, um, American Medical Student Association will be there, and we have a lot of fun things going on. We have live music from jamming DJs, um, and we are also trying to still finalize a few live acts to be performing there as well. Uh, we have a list of speakers for those of you who are interested in. Um, Kind of hearing more of like the political side of the um, of the healthcare rally. Mm -hmm. We have uh, two senators speaking, a um, couple directors from clinics and uh, Department of Commun Community Health um, around in Michigan, and we have our wonderful Dean Rapley speaking as well. Oh wow! So um, it's a full day of, or well, not maybe not well, full it, day, it, but it goes from twelve, 12 to, four, to four. Certainly, but yeah. we have um, these speakers come in and try to. Help help us promote healthcare here right. in Michigan. Um, in addition to that, uh, we've been really busy with going around town and getting donations from various vendors that we're going to be raffling off. The raffle is free, mm -hmm. 
Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. The raffle is a, uh, a courtesy of our um, organization. <laughs> and uh, in addition to that, we are going to be providing lunch compliments of Pancheros and other um, donations from caterers around the area. Excellent. Um, and another important thing is we're providing complimentary health care screenings from our mobile health clinic oh, wow. right there. So people want to come by. And get a complimentary health screening. Sure. We yeah. have that available right there, too. It's pretty easy. We also have a lot of um, community organizations coming out. They're going to have booths hmm. at the event. Um, so you could, if you're looking for health care resources, um, information, um, or I think that we're also going to be providing a list of smoke-free um, bars and restaurants in the area. Um, so there's a lot of information to be gained at the event. Sure. Well, so you've got uh, you know, entertainment, food, screenings. I mean, you, speakers. Yeah. Uh, it's and, and you'll be right there at the Capitol to, to hopefully motivate to some action on the bill. Yeah, just right down Michigan. That's terrific. Um, well, we're yep. we're just about out of time, but okay. uh, but uh, just real quick, any any way to get, people want to get more information? Where where would you direct them? To our website. Yeah. Oh, that's the one I've got yep. right here. The I've, website is um, www.amsa.wsnw.net, um, and you could also. Um, you can also call me. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> on the PR committee. <laughs> well, yeah, is that okay? Can I give that? Oh, yeah, please do. Okay. Um, if you do want more information about the healthcare rally, um, you can call 248-321-7010. Excellent. Well, thanks so much, you guys, for coming by. Thank yeah, you very really much. Yeah, we really encourage everyone to come out. It's well, going to be a lot of fun. It does sound like you've got a lot yeah, going on. Definitely awesome. come out. That's Thank terrific. You. Well, we're going to take another short break, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. All the gamers look at you as a gang member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, and we are back with more Impact Exposure. We were just sitting down with uh, John and Jen and from the American Medical Student Association. If you miss any of that, more info is available online at AMSA. Dot WNSW.net. Uh, moving right along, we're sitting down with uh, Britt, who's here to talk about uh, you're, you're engaged in, in one heck of a charity. Is that right? Yes, it is. Um, this summer, I'm actually, after an MSU study abroad program, I'm going to Tanzania to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And I started, I signed up for that originally as like a personal thing because it's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to go to anywhere in Africa that's so ridden with poverty and not help out. So I decided to try to get my climb sponsored, much like you would any other um, like marathon or other athletic event, to send uh, medical supplies over to a hospital 
in Tanzania. Excellent. So now you just kind of mentioned this like it's like it's, you're like you're going to you know Grand Ledge or something. You're going to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. I know it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I, I sometimes it doesn't really feel real, and I don't think it'll yeah. feel real even when I'm there. You know, <laughs> until you're like at the summit looking up you know, yeah. or the base looking up. Excuse me. Um, now it's I was looking this up. It's uh, nineteen thousand three hundred and forty feet. Yes. I know. So I don't mean to like <laughs> throw these numbers at you to like scare you, but that's impressive. It's it's pretty big. Um, it's actually one of the highest mountains in the world that you don't need any technical equipment for. Oh. You don't need ropes or crampons or anything. Um, it's just one really tough hike. Yeah. So altitude's the hardest part. Do you need Do you need Sherpas to go with you? I mean, what what kind of? I mean, I'm trying to understand like the whole process here. <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, Kilimanjaro uh, Park run by the government. Uh, they require that you have guides and porters, and the porters carry. Hmm a lot of your stuff for you. So um, that's a requirement. So I'll be going with a company that provides those things. So, okay, so have, you been, have you been training for this? Uh, sort of in the off-season, right, While, like, before you leave? or how this uh, Yeah, I've just been trying to build my fitness generally. Um, I like to run, so I've been trying to run a lot more and um, going to the gym, doing the stair climber, and then just general, like, weightlifting and fitness building. So, so, wow. so now how did, you, how did you kind of come up with this plan then um well i've always wanted um to go to africa always my Mm -hmm. whole life um and a few years ago i saw a film on kilimanjaro and i just thought that would be so cool to do it one day um and then everything fell into place with this msu study abroad program over there and um i was kind of inspired by a couple other student projects um to send medical supplies over there uh one of the student organizations helping me out is scout banana um and they in the past, have worked to send medical supplies over to hospitals over there, and um, projects like that helped inspire me to do this. And I found uh, this hospital, Gonja Hospital. Um, mm-hmm. It's near Kilimanjaro in East Africa, and they are in desperate need of renovation and just basic medical supplies. And so um, I'm trying to help out their shipment of funding or funding their shipment from the United States of donated medical supplies over there because mm-hmm. the money could be better spent on renovating the hospital because it's just sure. not in very good shape. Wow, yeah. So, and and to do this, you're seems like you're engaged in a lot of fundraising around the area. I mean, you've got one coming up, is that right? Uh, yeah, actually, this Saturday, um, we have a 5K run walk. It's Race to the Roof of Africa. Um, it starts at the MSU Auditorium, mm-hmm. and um, registration's open at 10.30, and the race is at noon. Um, and if anyone's interested in registering, you can go to our website at www.killiclimbtocure.bravehost.com. And then you can go to our events page, and there's that 5K there. Um, we also have another one on April 21st at BD's Mongolian Barbecue, um, where if me and a few friends will be helping out with the grilling for the food, and it'll be another fundraiser, so... Excellent. Um, should be really good. <laughs> well, I got to say that it's a uh, pretty brilliant planning on your part that you're training to go to Mount Kilimanjaro and you're, you know, you've got a, a race, uh, you know, to, to raise money along the way that, uh, you know, works out in your favor. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I mean, uh, how do you, how do you, how are you feeling going into this? Are you nervous? Are you anxious? Are you excited? What's um, excited's the biggest emotion, definitely. Okay. <laughs> um, and like I said, it's kind of surreal that I'm going on this huge trip to Africa, and I've always wanted to go. Um, a little bit nervous just because it's such a big mountain, and like I've never, like I've been to a couple third world countries before, but it's it's going to be something totally different. Um, and going when I'm, you know, 20 years old is kind of 
hard to believe that I can have an experience like this, right, but right. definitely but... <laughs> completely excited about it. I can't wait. Well, it's great. I mean, people always say, you know, when, oh, when, you know, one of these days I'll, you know, fill in the blank, but, uh, you know, you're doing it now. It's the right time to do it. Definitely. There's no better time than right now, I don't think. So, so what, what kind of reception have you been getting from people who, who've been getting involved with, with your with your uh, your fundraising efforts? I mean, have you is it, have been people been very excited? Have you been getting a lot of folks on board? How's it been going? Oh, definitely. Um, I think the fact that it's not just um, sponsor my marathon or sponsor just give me money. It's like a it's a climb up Kilimanjaro. It's something mm-hmm. exciting that people don't hear about very often. And um, everyone's been extremely supportive. I've raised a lot of money already just from donations from friends and family, um, which is really, really helpful. Uh, and things are going really well. Uh, my church back at home did a fundraiser for the month of March and raised a lot of money. And wow. it's it's been really, uh, the response has been wonderful. Everybody, when they hear about it, they go, wow, that's really cool. And it's <laughs> It's really awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a big deal just kind of reading about it. You know, it's pretty impressive, especially the website, which is great. I mean, looking on there, you can see exactly how much you've raised, how far you've got to go, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, all the all the info I got came right from that. So it's kind of cool to be able to see the progress as you go. Yeah, and if you uh, tune into our website over the summer, I'll be um, keeping a blog as often as I can get to a computer over in Africa, so people can keep track of my trip, and then I'll definitely post updates on. Um, if and when I got to the summit, but hopefully it's not a question of if. So sure, yeah. No, I don't. I don't think there's any question. I mean, you seem very dedicated to do it, so oh, it should be exciting. So now, uh, you're you mentioned, of course, this is uh, coming at the end of a South Africa trip. Uh, are are the two related in in sort of your goals? I mean, raising money for uh, for hospitals out in, in in Tanzania. I mean, is are you doing similar work in South Africa? Um, the South Africa program is um, more related to my major of zoology. It's um, conservation and biodiversity. So we go to a bunch of game parks. Um, but I'm getting a specialization in international development, which focuses on, like, uh, poverty, humanitarian issues, that kind of mm. thing. So um, this whole trip kind of brings together those interests. Originally, I was going to be going to Kenya uh, this summer, and so it's right next door to Tanzania. Sure. So that kind of set things up. But uh, the political situation in Kenya isn't very good right now, so I decided to switch to South Africa. And I've wanted to go to both countries anyway, so. Oh, so it works out then. Yeah, <laughs> not, not exactly a fallback. It's yeah. something you wanted to do. So. It is. That's terrific. So again, the website, uh, com. All the, all the information on there about any way to help, uh, the, 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 uh, Inevitable climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Lots of great information there. Um, and of course, your, your, uh, 5K run walk race to the roof of Africa coming up, uh, this Saturday, uh, yes. April 12th, uh, registration at 10.30, race at noon over at the MSU Auditorium. Uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, you gotta keep us informed. Oh, I definitely will. And keep checking out that website. I'll keep more updates and. Hopefully this can be a, like a community thing, just following this project. Absolutely, so. well, I'll be I'll be checking it out myself. So, uh, and of course, if you want to come back before you leave, let us know how things are going, and uh, you know we can anything we can do to help. Okay, well, thank you very much. <laughs> Certainly, we're just speaking with Britt, who's climbing Mount Kilimanjaro this uh, this summer to help raise money for uh, uh, hospitals in Africa. Of course, we'll be taking a short break here on MSU, and we'll be back, or excuse me on <laughs> Impact Exposure, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. 
It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the Cultural Vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. All right, we are back with more Exposure. We were just sitting down with Britt, who is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. In case you missed any of that, her website, uh, you can chart her progress and help out to donate, is uh, K-I-L-I, Climb to Cure. That's killyclimbtocure.bravehost.com. Moving along, we're sitting down with uh, Diana to hear t- here to talk about uh, Arts Marathon Weekend. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. All right, well, now, what what is the Arts Marathon Weekend? It is um, a 48-hour continuous arts programming event that um, is going to begin at 5 o'clock on April 18th. It's a Friday, and then it's going straight through until Sunday, April 20th at 5 p.m. Okay, so just so all the way straight through. Now, yeah. what, what, is, what exactly does that mean? Um, starting at 5 p.m. all the way through the night for those two, for those 48 hours, uh, we're having over 90 events that are being presented um, all over campus, mainly in the auditorium at the Kresge Museum and Art Building at the MSU Museum, ComArts Building, um, from all of the uh, programs brought in by all different departments and organizations on MSU's campus. Wow, and is there sort of a theme for what the the, the, the exhibits that are going on? Um, there's not really a theme. It's a, a sponsored event for the year of arts and culture on mm-hmm. MSU. So um, it is an event open to the public for. Everyone, and there's actually also going to be a rally at the state capitol on Saturday at noon, um, where we're going to have a representative from the state government come and give a proclamation um, declaring it the weekend of the arts. Oh, and um, there's also going to be performance. <laughs> yeah, there's also going to be performances um, from the Department of Theater, uh, seen from. It's called Arts or Crafts. It's a new play that was put on earlier this year Mm. and um there will also be a selection from candide which is what the opera just finished yeah that's right putting up so very cool so it's a lot a lot coming up in just just one weekend Mm -hmm. so how i mean how's it been going getting it all together i mean 48 hours worth of 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 anything is a lot yeah it's been a lot especially since we have so many events going on but um we have a website where we have the schedule posted, it's 48hours.cal.msu.edu, and uh, we also have brochures that we've made up that we've been um, trying to distribute to as many students as possible on campus, and I think that next week we will be out in Grand River passing them out to anyone that we can find. (laughs) Anyone just happened to pass by. Yep. (laughs) Now, uh, so can kind of give us an idea about what sort of things people can expect if they come by? I mean, really at any point during Um, those 48 hours. Yeah, at any point, there's going to be um, film festivals going on. There will be fashion shows. Mm -hmm. Fashion shows. There also um, will be a lot of plays being performed over the weekend. Um, Play readings. We have a stage combat workshop that will be done outside. Hmm. Um, Poetry slams. Jazz workshops. Um, we have open mic nights. 
uh, music recitals, ceramics and pottery sales, swing dancing, children's events will be going on Saturday and Sunday from 9 to 5 for ages 12 and under. And there's also going to be art exhibitions, uh, paint labs, uh, learn how to make a costume, uh, a lot of stuff um, in the theatrical area. There will be comics and animation workshops, puppet making, pretty much anything. Even into the late hours of the night, they're going to have um, a lot of improv shows and Guitar Hero and oh, karaoke <laughs> even going on. <laughs> so. Not things I would have expected from the Arts Marathon yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's but pretty much anything now. you can possibly get that's related to the arts. Very cool. Now, I mean, are, you're, of course, involved in getting everything sort of coordinated, mm-hmm. scheduled, all that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, are you involved with any of the actual, uh, you know, the, the actual arts going on? I mean, um, yes, actually, I am. I am. A, I was in the show Arts or Crafts that mm-hmm. will be performing a scene at the state capitol. Um, I'm stage managing one of the shows that is going to be performed called The House of Yes, which will be sometime on Saturday, I think, at 5 p.m. But um, that's most of what I'm directly involved in. I've been uh, working a lot just trying to put it together, especially the Capitol event, Mm -hmm. and then staffing the event um, with people to always be around. Sure. So now, what are there any kind of that that, that pop in your head as as some of the more some of the bigger draws? I mean, not to slight any of the others, but uh, I mean, Um, something that's really unique or anything like that. I can't really say. I mean, um, off the top of my head, a lot of the biggest stuff that's still involved is um, Babes in Arms, which is a show put on by the Department of Theater. Um, But other things, I mean, there's some things that stick out as like there's going to be an international fashion show, Hmm. which will be showing fashions from different countries all over the world. Um I mostly know about a lot of the plays going on since I'm sure. part of the theater department. <laughs> um, but go I don't want to promote them any more than anyone else. Um, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of dance stuff going on too, dance performances. And, um, oh, one thing I forgot that I am involved with is there's going to be a 24-hour theater experience, oh. which is we are, um, our group, Alpha Psi Omega, a dramatic fraternity on campus is putting on a play in 24 hours, beginning with writing it through casting it, doing the blocking and directing, um, and through to the performance. Sort of the iron chef of theater. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> <laughs> doing everything in 24 wow. hours. So, I mean, how, how does all, I mean, that's some, that, that is really unique. How does that work? Um, well, we have to, I think they began already trying to find people who want to write a show mm. and then they will bring them all together at the beginning of the 24 hours, so they can write it out. Then they have directors also, or people interested in directing, who will then come in to be able to look at the script with the writers and see what they want to do with it. And then we already have um, actors who have volunteered to help out, who will then come in and they'll just block them as soon as they, <laughs> as quickly as they possibly can. Then they can go home and memorize the lines, get a little bit of a sleep, good night sleep, to come in the next morning to be ready for, to perform. Wow. So, I mean, as someone who's involved with theater, like, how how would you, I mean, how would you feel to get involved with something like that? Um, I don't really <laughs> know, um, because I can't imagine doing something so quickly. 
Uh, and especially since we'll be doing it on the Fairchild stage, I believe, in the auditorium, which is oh, a wow. big space. That is. And uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I'm not going to be able to be involved in the whole thing because I have to do stuff for the whole event. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have to know offhand when, when people can check out the, the, the 24-hour show? Yeah, um, it will be performed at 2.30 on Sunday okay. on April 20th. So that'll be exciting. Definitely. Wow, that's that is a pretty unique event. I know we had uh, this is all part of the the year of arts and culture, is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think there was one something else that was going on as, as a part of that that was uh, 24 hours of drawing, I believe, or something to that effect. Yeah, there, I think there was. It talks about um, a drawing workshop mm-hmm. or. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, was, I remember something about remember. that. The, oh yeah, drawing marathon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that now is that part of this or is that something that had been done previously? Um. Well, it is. We're just bringing in everything we possibly can to be sure. included in the arts and culture. So I don't know if um, any of these events have been done before. Okay. Um, some of them might have, but we tried to just get as many departments involved as possible to try and create some kind of event that they can showcase and um, have it relate to the arts. Very cool. Yeah. And I mean, now, uh, what what sort of things are are going on in like sort of the wee hours? I imagine that in the wee hours, you know, like if you've got uh, you know a Sunday two thirty play, but what's kind of going on like well, three o'clock in the morning? Well, we have some um, midnight plays, oh. or at least one that I know of um, that will begin at midnight, so it'll be over about two. Um, to get most everyone through the middle of the night, we have the Guitar Hero and karaoke ah, that's stuff where it going comes in. on. Yeah, okay. so that will be <laughs> something to something fun and light to get people through the night. Um, there's going to be improv comedy. Your mom improv is doing we'll be on a, next, actually. a show. Yeah. yeah, they're doing a show at 3 a.m. Hmm. Um, on that Saturday morning, I guess you would call it. <laughs> I can um, only imagine how 3 a.m. <laughs> how your mind's going to be trying to come up with stuff to do. For I know. Improv. Well, they'll be. I'm sure they'll sleep up for it. <laughs> <laughs> but we also have um, play readings going on okay. in the middle of the night. Uh, well, that's a little bit more towards morning, like 5 a.m. Um, our 24-hour theater project is going to kind of go through the middle of the night, but that's kind of more for us. Um, let's see. Oh, there's also going to be an open mic at about 1 a.m. Oh, okay. Now that's um, just open to anyone that stops by? Mm-hmm, or do you have for to register MSU ahead of time? students to come in, just uh, it's would be Sunday morning at 1 a.m. or really oh. late, I guess you can think, Saturday night. Um, yeah, so there's going to be open mic for anyone who comes to just do whatever they want to do, mm-hmm. and um, we're also having a Shakespeare marathon going oh. on to the middle of the night. Is that also performing on stage? or um, It's just going to be people that want to come and read Shakespeare to sit mm. around and just read plays. It's going to start at midnight on that um, Saturday night and go through. It's planned to run about six hours, so they're going to do a lot of Shakespeare. <laughs> wow, wow. I, I should say so. Yeah. Now, so the, the question I have is, I mean, why do 48 hours worth of arts? I mean, why not do just a, you know the typical weekend of, you know, we'll do some things each evening? Well, uh, they really wanted to do this for the Year of Arts and Culture, mm-hmm. but also to show how important the arts are in our society and even in our community, for the MSU community. So um, that's why we're opening this up and trying to get the word out to as many people as possible to come see how the arts affect um, our society and our community and all the things that um, come out of it, Um, all of these wonderful workshops and everything. That's why they wanted to open it up 
to the public so as many people can come and see things or be involved in things because a lot of these are workshops, a lot mm. of the events that are going on, so people can start becoming involved more in the arts and get a feel for all the different things that are actually out there. Now, when you've got that much, you know, that much art, you may as well make use of it, I guess, yep. over 48 hours. Well, yeah. again, that's the Arts Marathon Weekend, 48 hours straight of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, more information available on that at 48hours.cal.msu.edu. And, of course, uh, it's going on all, uh, is it, it's, it's the following weekend, is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. April uh, 18th through the 20th, starting at 5 Ending at five. Yes. So, uh, and of course, you've got a Facebook event uh, for this as well. We do. Of course, and uh, everyone who doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just the Arts Marathon weekend. It's an cool. event on there. Well, uh, Diana, thanks so much for coming by. Well, thank you. All right, and we'll be back with more Impact Exposure in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on eighty-eight point nine, The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you can win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And we are back with more exposure. We were just sitting down a moment ago with uh, Diana talking about the uh, Arts Marathon Weekend. If you missed any of that, you want to learn more, uh, the website is 48hours.cal.msu.edu. And, of course, that's going on not this weekend but next, April 18th through the 20th. Uh, uh, Finishing everything up tonight, we're sitting down with uh, Your Mom Improv, at least two folks from Your Mom Improv, uh, Kari Kari or Carrie? Kari. Kari, all right. And, And Sarah, thanks for coming by, you guys. Thanks no for having us. So now, your mom improv, we just mentioned, uh, participating in uh, in the Arts Marathon weekend uh, yes, along sir. with just about everybody else. But uh, now you've got something uh, in addition to the weekend that's coming up. Is that right? Right. Um, this weekend, Saturday, April 12th, um, we're performing at the International Center. It's sponsored by UAB. It's a comedy festival. We, um, we're bringing in groups, comedy groups from other colleges. We have Ohio State, Purdue, Case Western, Northwestern. Two groups from Central and um, a sketch comedy group from Eastern. Oh, wow. So sort of a, like a Big Ten. Like a, a comedy soup. <laughs> oh, yes. A comedy soup, if you will. Uh, <laughs> I came up with the name. You did? Was that, I liked it. I liked that was your brainchild. That was my brainchild. Yeah. Very nice. It was, uh, we chose it because the, the uh, opportunities for puns are exponential. That's true. A ladle yeah. of laughs. 
Oh. It's, it'll be super. <laughs> super. Uh, now, are the other groups that are coming from the other schools, are they also improv, or is it sketch, comedy? And- uh, yeah. Um, Ohio State, Case Western, and Central, they're all um, short form, mm. which is like um, if you've seen um, – Whose Line? Line Is It Anyway? Oh, okay. And um, Northwestern, they um, are like a huge – they're like very established. They've been around for over 20 years, and they do long form. Improv games, which is like half hour, like you'll do one scenario kind of for a half hour and just play it out the whole way. So it's very advanced improv. And they get suggestions from the audience, that sort of thing. They They usually get like one word and and then then, do a whole show that connects. And like the fun thing about it is like it'll start off completely looking random and it'll all come back together in the end. And it's like, you know, it's so clever. Wow. That is pretty cool. And then there's there's a uh, Northwest is kind of a big deal in this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. um, They uh, have not been shy about telling me how awesome they how are. How great they are. <laughs> yeah. So they're, like, <laughs> so you they're should, modest, You should probably too. put us last. We're going to be really hard to follow. Wow. So. We also have two groups from Central, and they're kind of like rivals. And oh. like, one group kind of like talks about the other one, so I'm excited to see how that goes down. Are they, are they both the same style, too? Um. Yeah. I'm, one of them has more like, they have some sketches that they do, and they're the, quote, established group. So mm-hmm. excited to see how that turns out. The old god. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wow. So now, so you've got, you know, Northwest, you've got a couple from, from Central. I mean, are, is, does it all boil down to short and long form or are there other variations? Um, well, it's, it's kind of different. Like each group, we're having them send us their set list. So we kind of have an idea of like who's doing what. And like um, Case Western has um, a couple games where they use a keyboard. So they have like musical numbers. Oh, cool. And um, Eastern, like I said, is a sketch comedy group. So they have a couple... Um, sketches that they have like pre-taped and like edited already and they're going to do those on a projection screen and then they're also going to do some live stuff and central goes and pulls up an audience member's facebook and i think like makes fun of them oh really so it's kind of like improv (laughs) improv slash facebook comedy oh so that's a that's a warning to the audience then warning yeah (laughs) so do some editing (laughs) now is this is this already is there any competition involved with this i mean you mentioned northwestern says put us last but right um well we initially thought that this should be like a big 10 competition but um we're kind of making it a friendly festival like, you're thinking about like in between maybe integrating some games because I know there's a couple of people who are kind of like colleagues like I went to a like second city camp with a couple of the guys from case and so oh. we were thinking we might want to like integrate them in a game have like a reunion kind of thing so it's turned out to be a lot jollier than we thought like we we're gonna have like U of M versus MSU but you sound so disappointed that everybody U of M was scared they didn't come <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah we contacted them and they were like mm, oh thanks well, yes, please. I think they said that. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, but I think, but I think you got the voice right. That does sound like them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, that will give you plenty of fodder to make fun of, uh, make fun of you and for right. not being there. That's yeah. good. Turn all the other schools against them. Yes. Well, especially Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because they true. don't already have a rival. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine why they didn't want to come with Ohio State and MSU together. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Strange. So now, what, is this the first uh, first time you guys have done this? Yeah, this is um, the first, pretty much the first of this kind of event, like this that Michigan State's ever had. Mm. And um, UAB has been really, really awesome about um, getting everything put together. And um, if this goes well, this is something that we could do, you know, every year, like twice a year or something sure. like Well, you definitely got a lot of folks invo- interested, it seems. Yeah. Um, everyone was, like, super excited about Except it. Except U of M. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, like, really excited to come. And, like, UAB has just been really awesome about, like, 
putting people up in hotels. They're and staying in hotels. It's like serious. We're like grown wow. ups. Yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of brought all this together then? Um, we kind of talked about it as a group um, at the beginning of the semester, and we just thought that we want to do something where we integrate like college groups from other or groups from other colleges and like. The kind of the only improv that um, Michigan State students are exposed to is, you know, like Second City or um, Mission Improbable. And the guy from UAB was like, we're kind of sick of them. <laughs> and um, and it was cheap to get all the students together because we're so like we just want to perform, you know, sure. and like we don't expect to have any sort of like benefits. And so when we you didn't have bring... a rider with your green room, <laughs> anything like that. <laughs> yeah. No, we just um, we were just excited to have everybody come together. So it was kind of a, a convenient way of like, you know, it's we can just get everyone to come in who's excited about improv and, and see each other and get to know each other. Cause you know, it's a very supportive style of comedy. So now of course, uh, you know, improv, the, the core of it is, is just spontaneity. I mean, when it comes to planning this, I mean, is, is there any anything kind of, could happen? Well, that, that's <laughs> always true, but I mean, is there any kind of, uh, any kind of safeguard you're keeping, you know, from like, schools collaborating or like talking things out beforehand i mean is that a concern or is um, it just we'll most, let them do it most troops like the games that we have are set kind of guidelines of like this is how the game goes so it's not like you know people are just going out with nothing to say oh, okay. um but i know that we do plan that if a lot of people some of their set lists look like really long so we might have to like do one of those like clever like and blackout you know <laughs> like like the oscar music yeah like, play them up, up. Yeah, yeah but other than that i think everybody's pretty excited to show what they have you know like i'll the schools, like a lot of them have their own games that they want to, you know, show off in their sketches. So, yeah, we haven't had any any uh, crazy sounding groups just yet. <laughs> so everyone's kind of familiar with the, the, the games they're, they're going into. Is there are a right? lot of similar games. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what, what sort of games are, are standard improv games? Um, we have actually, we have a, um, our own, like, that we made up from oh. Your Mom Improv, and um, it's called Devil on the Shoulder. There's two people. Um, one's in interviewing for a job and the other person's going in for the interview but the catch is the person um the interviewer has a devil on their shoulder and they can say whatever they want and the person has to say it in the scene and then justify uh, it but the interviewer doesn't like doesn't hear the devil or hear the devil i see so, so like like say that you're the interviewee and i'm the devil and you're talking to him. I'd say, I'm coming in for this job. I have a club foot. I have a club foot, um, but <laughs> it's not going to hinder my performance because I am a very clever worker. Ah, okay. So they have, but oh, you, that's you the have justification. Yeah. I see. So there's a lot of, there's games like that or like party quirks. A lot of the stuff on Whose Line um, is used in improv of like, you know, guessing celebrities or like the audience knows something that the performers don't kind of a dynamic so very cool yeah. wow so uh, it's pretty exciting stuff i mean so now you've got so it's 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 comedy soup it's coming up uh on april 12th at uh, 9 p.m in the international center uh folks just need to bring a, an msu id in their end is that right mm -hmm. right and um the first 50 people that come um it the doors open at 8 30 okay and so the first 50 get t-shirts so we have we had t-shirts made just for their for this event and uh the first 100 have um coupons to sparties Oh, hey, it added incentive. Right, yeah. Very cool. So, again, that's uh, Your Mom Improv putting on Comedy Soup, April 12th. Doors at 8.30 over at the International Center. Um, of course, more information available at UAB, uabevents.com. Thanks much, you guys, for coming by. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Sir, well, that'll do it for uh, us here at Impact Exposure. I'm going to throw things over to the uh, Progressive Torch and Twang, easily one of the best shows we've got here at the Impact. Uh, they're getting all set up over there. So uh, for me and for everybody here at the Impact Exposure, thanks so much for listening. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.